This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's the MLW's Ikiro Kwan, representing the Contra Unit, and we're here with Wrestling POV's Global Entertainment Podcast. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, with me, the co-hostess who are definitely got the most is going on, <laughs> talking about my good friend, the gentleman, Elio Canella. What's going on? And Ant the Liberated. Salutations. Well, guys, you know what? Uh, to, you know, this is our wrestling show. We come on to talk about some wrestling, but it seems wrestling at this moment is kind of on the back burner and <laughs> even in our lives on, at this moment. I, I got to say, you know, right now we're in the middle of what they, the World Health Organization has dubbed a pandemic. Um, this is a worldwide thing causing crazy. And I want to ask you guys, first of all, and there's a lot of stuff that's going crazy on my end, in my province, in my country. What is the feel and what's going on in, in Washington, man? Um, well, there's definitely a sense of urgency here. Um, I actually had to go to the store to grab some things for my mom to make sure that she was squared away in the midst of all this. And literally, shelves are empty. Um, it was announced today that the state of Maryland is closing schools until further notice. Uh, government employees are being urged to telework in the state of Maryland. We're still waiting on more announcements to come because, you know, in D.C., we are surrounded by the state of Maryland and Virginia, so a lot of things that happen there affect us as well. So as it stands, Maryland State schools are closed. Uh, Maryland State government is being urged to telework, and there's still more announcements uh, coming forth even as we speak. So it's 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 serious. What what is the uh, what is the general feel with the people you know around you? Has has it changed in the last day? Has, or what exactly? How are people feeling in your life about this going on right now? Is it a is it a real concern? Is it like oh look at this hysteria? What's going on? Oh, it's a legitimate concern. Um, the grocery stores are, are bananas in terms of crowds and, 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 you know, pandemonium people trying to make sure that they have everything that they need. The traffic is crazy. Um, you have some people that are kind of out of sorts because of the sense of urgency to make sure that they have the things that they need. So it's definitely a sense of urgency here in the Washington metropolitan area. And now the last question I'm going to ask you about this, Ant, is uh, do you have any idea, like, is there rough numbers? Is, is it affecting your your area a lot? Has there been a lot of affected and, and any deaths that you know of? Um, I haven't heard of any fatalities yet. Um, so far, I've just heard of confirmed cases. I have a few confirmed cases in Montgomery County, Maryland, which is maybe a 20 to 25 minute drive from where I live. Um, and then we have, you know, in various spots, a case here, case there, but still waiting on, you know, confirmations to come forth for those other areas. Okay. Now let's go across the country of Canada over to Elio. Elio, yes, in the Toronto area. What's going on there? Is there lots of uh, um, Ontario uh, going a little crazy? Are yeah, there? the stores are like shelves are empty. People are going crazy. Uh, it's all it's madness. Um, actually, even uh, even the prime ministers uh, put himself in quarantine. 
Yes, yes, I heard that <laughs> on the news today. Oh, man, like, uh, but at the same time, like, um, the, the I was told, like, uh, don't go to the library, right, because uh, you never know, but um, I figured, well, the way I travel, because I, I have my own, uh, I have, like, a taxi that picks me up, and I'm mm -hmm. the only one in there. Yeah, but so you haven't I'd, been the only one all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but I see, um, I get dropped off right at the door to the library, and then like the way the library is set up is like really big. So mm -hmm. okay. And uh, the the room that I'm in, where I was in yesterday, it's a big meeting room. So there's like it's really a lot of space. Okay. Now I, I got to tell you guys, um, going in what a difference one day has made for the mood here in Alberta, okay? Uh, for people who are uh, wondering where exactly I am, I'm just north of the city of Calgary in a, and, uh, in a city called Red Deer. And the mood went from, oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, look at all this junk, you know, people, to even when I went to work today, as I was getting into work, I heard the news that, uh, which this blows me away, the Prince's Cruise Lines decided to uh, suspend all uh, of their cruises for 60 days for 60 days they are not going to that's a lot of cruise ships across wow. the world that have stopped so I started getting a little inkling like this is kind of weird I walked in I said a few jokes to my boss and he was just like you know this could be really maybe it's not going to kill everyone but this is economically going to really do a lot of damage here and I started thinking about that then as I'm working I get the news that the NHL canceled their season I'm like, what? <laughs> in Austin, <laughs> Canada? That's a big deal, Ant. I know maybe, I know like probably M Major League Baseball was bigger for you guys. For us, it was like hockey's like, what? That, that's too much, right? And uh, yeah, and uh, I, sorry, go ahead, Anton. Actually, even bigger than Major League Baseball is the NCAA tournament. Has yes. Big, yeah, basketball, yep. Never so, thought I would see today that would happen. So it went from the beginning of my shift to like, this is weird. To at the end of my shift, when my wife picked me up from work, she was just like freaking out because her parents are down in Australia. Uh, mm -hmm. They're not due back for three weeks. So is this going to get worse? We're traveling. Um, but even, the mood is the mood Tom is Tom Hanks. Good. Yeah, Tom Hanks contract is it? I mean, you know, like I went to Costco today. There were a lot of people, but there was no. Um, there's tons of food and stuff up here. But you know what's been crazy for us is you cannot buy toilet paper. In a lot of places around here, toilet paper is like gold right now in Alberta. Uh, there, last week I went Saturday and I was grabbing some stuff and I went into Costco and there were literally people unloading pallets as there were lineups and they were handing people just not even unloading. They're just handing them right from the pallet to the people, pallet to people wow. and lineups. And I was like, I don't understand. You guys think you're going to crap a lot more when you get this Corona thing? Like, I mean, uh, it's just, <laughs> I get food, I get food and water, but I mean, really? I mean, somebody said to me, am I worried? I'm like, well, worse comes to worse. You, you, you can always wash your butt off. I mean, well, <laughs> you well, have to well, kill each other see, for toilet well, paper. Well, see, that's, uh, that's okay. Like, of course, this is a serious thing, but like, when you hear something like that about like people like uh, stocking up on toilet paper, that's where like, Wait, why? What's going on? You know, toilet paper. And, and I, guess, I guess that whole thing right there illustrates how this was a hard thing to finally sink in that how this is really happening. Because for me, when here you're, you're what, like, yeah, why would you stock toilet paper? And all these people doing it. And so I'm thinking in my head, I was saying jokes like, you know what? 
maybe this is all just like a a fake thing that the toilet paper company started because they needed to move more toilet paper. So they start this fake news and everyone's buying it, you know, like so I was joking like that. But then to see now today, uh, that kind of lessened it. When people panic and do ridiculous things, it takes a while for you to get serious about it when you're watching people act like idiots, right? Well, well see, this is why I was like, okay. At first I'm like, okay, um, this is going to be serious. But then you hear – you hear all that stuff like that about the toilet paper. It's like, well, now is it really that serious? I mean, people are going crazy, like stocking up. I don't know. But, you know, we're going to get into wrestling here. Last thing I'm going to say about this was, for me, like I went from this morning to this seems still like a joke to like people now, my coworkers, everyone's like legitimately concerned. Now, we're in a place where we haven't had a mass amount of anything yet. We only had two or three confirmed in each of our big cities. But then, as I'm driving home, they just announced that the first child to get it in Calgary was just contact, you know? So, it's here. It's serious. I don't know. I don't believe it's the apocalypse, guys. (laughs) I don't believe we're all going to die. But I do believe in the next couple weeks, our lives may be a little bit different. Hmm. And uh, speaking of which, it's going to make you wonder... How is this show even going to go for the next couple of weeks? Because sure, I'm sure MLW and uh, and a well AEW is doing live shows. I well, they're, they're 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 relocating next week's show. I read. Yeah, so they're moving from one disease possible to another <laughs> disease possible place. I mean, seriously, like it would not would it surprise you, Aunt, if next week they just said, "Hey, we're we're not doing AEW for a couple of weeks. We're just because like that's a lot of people." That's more than 250 people crammed into an area, you know? And today, my government here, my provincial government, has uh, disbanded any groups of over 200 people at a setting here because they they say it, it's uh, too dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure more than 200 people show up at AEW shows. So I, I'm thinking that we may have a couple weeks of MLW and NXT UK in the can and maybe some AEW dark, but... Um, this might affect our show here if this goes on for a couple of weeks. We might find that wrestling companies are not. I mean, ROH canceled their anniversary show this weekend. That's a big show for them. They canceled it today, just a couple hours ago. Um, WWE still holding out, uh, but I really don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to hear probably tomorrow that NXT is canceling theirs, and then the WrestleMania is going to get canceled. Or they said they're um, po- or, or possibly re, re um, rescheduling it to somewhere around June or May or June. Yeah, and that seems to me like the smartest move, you know. But like I said, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess we're going to have to like uh, pretend to wrestle each other, okay? <laughs> and we'll take turns being managers and. <laughs> A triple threat. I was beating Elio, but damn it, Ant came in for the with a chair, and we can, we'll describe it to people because there'll be actual no footage, <laughs> and just like real wrestling. Oh, did I say real wrestling? Uh, real wrestling. <laughs> right out of storylines. Oh <laughs> uh, well, folks, we don't want to sound like we're so doom and gloom, but let's face it: this is something that has probably affected each and every single person listening to this show. All across the world, all this is happening. Everyone is scared. We have no answers. I mean, they tell you in the end, it's just a big flu that unfortunately older people and people with immune uh, compromised immunity will get hurt with, but we don't know. So you know what? Let's try and and swing this around and let's do a little bit of wrestling. Okay. 
So I'm not even going to do the preamble and ask how you guys are doing, because obviously all three of us have had some very strange and very anxious weeks, and we're probably all feeling a little bit anxious. And let's jump into some wrestling, and maybe for the next little while we can forget about some disease stuff, and let, let's, let's just have fun, because this is what we got into this for, right? We yep. did the show because we want to talk wrestling. Yep. All right. Let's go into the hot topic. I'm going to start it off hot. Let's do the show hot. The hot topic I thought this week is, this has been something that we've all joked about with each other. We've talked about with each other, but we haven't really addressed it as a topic. And we're going to do that right now. And that is the new order. Okay. The dark new order. order. No, sorry. Did I call the, the, order? <laughs> the, okay, the new dark order? order? Okay. The dark order, not the new world order. Those guys died out already. Only a Hollywood Evoludo. <laughs> but but let's say here the dark order evil uno and what's his name grayson Stu grayson Stu grayson i was gonna say dick grayson but that's batman um <laughs> so we have these two guys who used to be canadian independent wrestlers calling themselves the super smash brothers who i actually heard a little bit of buzz about before all of this and it was all positive buzz then when this dark order comes out and i see evil uno Who's got to be like, you know what? There's always been fat men in wrestling. There's always been large men in wrestling. How does Evil Uno make it look like he's not a wrestler when he's a big fat man? He should. It's been acceptable before. Why does he not look like a real wrestler? But so these guys come out. They start. They start in the beginning. AEW throws them out, uh, kind of cold. Just rushes them out there with, I think most people the first couple of weeks were like, what is this garbage? And then, with which I don't understand why they didn't just do this in the first place, is they did a bunch of cool vignettes, which if they just done this the other way, we wouldn't be having this discussion. But it made me think, okay, at the beginning, I thought this was crap. I watched these cool promos and I think maybe, maybe there's a chance this succeeds. But it's been a couple of weeks now. We've seen a lot of things. I'm not going to describe any more of the things we've seen, but... Is this workable? Is this possible? Have they dragged it out too long before trying to fix it? And Dark Order, is this possible to work? Honestly, do you see it working or do you think it's just a failure ready to happen now? I think it's workable only if a respectable figure comes in to be the exalted one. If it's someone who I guess is equivalent to, I don't know, a Doink the Clown or Brooklyn Brawler type figure where, you know, they provide comic relief and it's not a legitimate figure that can elevate the legitimacy of the group as a whole, then it's all for nothing. So I think it's really contingent on whoever the exalted one is. And in your opinion, do you, who do you hope the exalted, is there anyone that you see out there? Who would be the, the your top three best exalted ones that would make a difference? Based on availability, I'm thinking... Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. Brody Lee, mm-hmm. slash Luke Harper, and I'm stuck for a third figure. You know, I, I really, I really can't comfortably say who a third figure would be. I mean, you know, just is there anybody there. retired or that you would love to see come in and fill that role? Somebody who could be, wow, that guy really is charismatically. He's he's not in the WWE right now. He's retired, but right. Came, uh, honestly, I can't think of anyone at the moment. If it comes to me later, I'll let you know. But offhand, I'll go with Brody Lee or Matt Hardy. But they have to be credible figures that, again, can elevate that stable or else it's a joke. Okay. Can I set out a woo? Maybe? No. Okay. Anyways, Elio. <laughs> All right. Elio, um, can this thing work? Okay, I'm going to do a little comparison here. We have the Exalted One coming in. Uh, like Ann said, it could work if they bring someone 
someone um, like Matt Hardy in. Otherwise, um, my comparison would be to the ministry. Back in 99, how we heard that the, the, the higher power was supposed to have been Christopher Daniels, which would have been cool based on that, what we saw at Revolution when he came out with the hood. Kind of that ironic. Would, that would have been that would have been a good choice, but they went the other way with that storyline. So I think if they do something like that, this could possibly work. Otherwise, I'd say no. It's going to remain the way it is now. Okay. Well, guys, I've been thinking about this a lot, and you, you guys, you know, you guys make some great, great opinions here. Like, uh, yeah, maybe some gutty could bring it up, but the more I look at this, I think it's not going to work. For a couple of reasons. First of all, I think AEW poorly planned the way they rolled out the Dark Order. Had they just reversed it, had they teased the things, put those cool kind of promos that made us like, what is this? Maybe that could have accepted. And let's face it, Evil Uno and, uh, and Stu Grayson, they just, they're not intimidating enough. They're not interesting enough. They're not the right guys for this gimmick. And I think ultimately this is why it's going to fail. Look at the people they've recruited. All were good they, wrestlers. I'm sorry. Were they, were, were they were they on TV this week? Uh yeah, weren't they? Uh, I know. I'm 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 asking because uh, we we were talking about the book last week. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that's good. I gotta go over my news. I've just been so di- di- I've just been having so much on my mind here. I haven't looked at my notes, but uh, <clears throat> I just want to say this. Sometimes things work because of people, and you guys said that. You know, Matt Hardy could make a difference. A big difference because he's Matt Hardy mm-hmm. and he knows how to he knows how to work things, right? But the problem is you can't handle a broken toy to somebody and say, run with it, because ultimately it's a broken toy. Yes, Matt Hardy could come in and be really cool, but I guarantee you this, even if they bring Matt Hardy in, Matt Hardy is going to come out on the top of this, but I don't think it's going to be the incarnation of the Dark Order we see now and it won't be the people in it because it's just too flawed. I mean... Um, poor choice of guys. They, they, they should have thought of a better way to use those two. They should have had other people as the Dark Order. I'm sure there's wrestlers in AEW. If we, we sat back, we could probably pick out some other guys and said, why didn't they use these guys as the Dark Order? And even their two biggest recruits, uh, was it uh, John Silver and... Um, Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds. I mean, they don't have enough charisma to carry on. I mean, they're great workers and everything, but they're kind of like... For this kind of gimmick, they don't have the charisma to pull it off. And so ultimately, it's just going to be like, do you remember back when there was the brood? Mm-hmm. Remember like yep. uh, Gangrel came out and then he brought in um, brought in the Hardy Boys, right? Or sorry, Edge and Christian. And uh, what happened? It was a cool idea, but they transcended <laughs> Gangrel and the whole thing. Well, he, 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 he also he had... The leader who, but he also had the Hardy Boys, but that was kind of weird because I can't really see them as vampires. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but to see the point here, what I was saying yeah. is yep. you put the wrong person as a leader of a group, yep. and then when somebody transcends it, they can make it forget that even the group was there. I mean, I know you guys may disagree with this, but look at the example of like the Nation of Domination, okay? They were kind of a, a, they were a mid to top mid you know, act. Mm-hmm. But with the rock rising up, he transcended them, takes over, and then pretty yeah. much they became nothing, really. He yeah. went on to be, well, the rock. And what happened to the nation? They just sort of became like kind of afterthought jokes, really. And unfortunately, that can happen here. And I think that's what's going to happen with the Dark Order. 
whoever the if 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 they can bring in the right exalted one if they can't find an exalted one and i said woo i was kidding because rick flair was the only person i could think of who isn't he's still floating around there somewhere (laughs) but uh he'd probably be a very poor choice (laughs) keeping him sober shootings you you, you, you want you want to make the exalted one the elder (laughs) (laughs) anyways um i don't i i think that it's not going to work because whoever comes in whether they'll either fail miserably or they'll transcend it either way the dark order and i'm going to say i'm going to call this i'm going to say boys eight months there's no more dark order they're they're pretty much like either uh, opening card gimmick act that loses every week or just like something embarrassing that AEW doesn't talk about. Do you mind if I add something to that? No, go right ahead. Go right ahead. When I think of uh, Reynolds and Silver, they mm-hmm. remind me of Wes Briscoe and, and, and Garrett Bischoff who were in the Aces mm-hmm. of Eight. You know yeah. what I mean? They yeah. remind me so much yeah. of them and that there's a hope that those two can rise to be these stars to emerge mm-hmm. from that group, but it'll you know they'll eventually fizzle out or go up in smoke for whatever reason. They won't be able to meet that standard and 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 you know meet or mm-hmm. exceed the expectations that were placed upon them. It just has a Briscoe and and Bischoff feel to me. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a great example there. That's like two kind of cool kids in the group of nerds oh they're gonna rise up well it's still a group of nerds why would you want to read the group of nerds go on your own boys make your own gang (laughs) yeah so um i don't know if you guys uh, think i'm insane but like i said i say in eight months no more dark order unless it's like a very bad opening act that just jobs out every week but as an actual thing not really you guys can i you can disagree by all means or agree i'm cool am i insane Ant, if I push it too far, do you think I, I'm, I've given up too quick? Um, again, I need to see something from them that says that there is going to be some legitimately legitimacy associated with this group. We're still, I think they drew out the whole mystery of who the exalted one is for entirely too long. I thought the pay per view was a perfect time to bring forth the exalted one and elevate that group status as, as a legitimate stable. They blew that opportunity, and we're still trying to find out who the exalted one is. Now, it's being said that he's going to be revealed between next week and the week of the Blood and Guts event, and I am not even certain if that will be the case. So right now, due to the, I guess, lack of stability with that group, then it would not surprise me if eight months from now they're no longer in existence. All right. Elio, am I being too harsh? I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna win see how this all plays out, even though they've uh, already uh, gone long enough, like with the teasing about like the exalted one being revealed. But um yeah, uh yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna see how the rest of this just plays out. All right. Well let's let's actually let's jump right in to AEW. Let's do this week's dynamite report. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the stuff. And before we get started, Ant, how would you rate this show on our uh, scale of a uh, A to F? Based on the grade that I gave it last week, it mm-hmm. declined. Okay, got a C from me. C. Yep. Elio. Um. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching it back because I missed a couple of stuff, so I went back to watch it, and I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go with the C on this one. 
Well, because guys, I'm rereading the report and um, actually like watching it. Mm-hmm. Then after reading Ant's report and uh, yeah, a lot of uh, what uh, he wrote in there, I was thinking last night while I was watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Wow, eh? Um, let, let's. That's the thing about AEW right now. You know, like um, we're gonna get into this, and uh, every time. I start to give up on it. It does something cool. Mm-hmm. And then every time I start to think this is it, we're turning a corner. It just stagnates with some <laughs> bad writing. Um, there were some really terrible things that I thought I saw in that I saw, you know, in, in this episode. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, let's talk about that opening first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how awkward and ridiculous was the whole Tony Schiavone uh adam page young bucks thing like it served no purpose and it seemed awkward as a setup elio what did you get watching that like i mean you got adam page saying you know what i'm picking a mystery guy ain't gonna be you matt you stinky poo maybe you (laughs) you're not as he he said i would never team with you Matt. possibly you though yeah (laughs) what Uh, okay (laughs) what did you what did you think Ant? so the first thing that came to mind for me was what did nick jackson do (laughs) to separate himself from his brother matt jackson as someone that adam page would consider teaming with if i'm not mistaken didn't you have beef with the young bucks as an entire tag team not only that but weren't you reluctant to be a part of the elite because you weren't happy with the way your career was going in aew since you lost to Jericho, so you now go from not wanting to be a part of the group to legitimately considering Nick Jackson as your mystery tag team partner. That confused me on a lot of levels. I didn't understand where they were going with that. Yeah, but then based on um, that last time they were in the ring, Matt Jackson uh, got a gun in then Paige's face. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't think Nick Jackson's ever done that though. Yeah, that is a good point. Oh. They they did kind of have that thing where Matt has had a little more pissier time with Paige. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it's been the Young Bucks together, it seems that Matt's the one who's stepping in and getting it in Paige's face a little more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, seriously, it, it just came off as bizarre is that they just came out of this great battle. You know, they them and the Young Bucks going at it so great. And then he's going to, I hate one of you, but I might team with the other. <laughs> But in all fairness, let's face it, Nick is a lot cooler of a wrestler than Matt is. <laughs> okay. It's like Jeff Hardy. It's like Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy at Prime. You go with Jeff. You're talking about nerds. Matt Jackson is kind of a nerd. Oh, Matt Jackson's a total nerd. <laughs> okay, so I found that opening and, and uh, like this is just the beginning. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, we might be in for a rough written episode here if they think this is a good writing compelling stuff you know i get you want to push the uh, adam page and uh, matt jackson have a bit of beef or whatever time with them but uh, i don't think this was the, the way to do it i don't think it came across as well it just came off as yeah. poorly staged all right so let's starting off with our open match and that, here again this is where we get hit in the head with bad quick stupid writing yep last week jake the snake roberts comes out Oh, he's been hired by someone to scout out, and he's got somebody coming for Cody. Absolutely no fanfare. He just walks out with Lance Archer in the first match. Was that 
was that a letdown, guys? The the, the the debut of the of the whoever the hidden dude was supposed to be. When it comes to introducing a new character in the wrestling, hands down, this was the most disappointing angle I've ever experienced. As our colleague Rick Serrano from our flagship show mentioned, Jake the Snake cut a godly promo last week, and it was at a place where it's like, oh my goodness, I can't wait till next week and every week moving forward because I want to see where this goes. Who is this person? And then all of a sudden, you have Jake the Snake escort Lance Archer to their, I guess, purchase seats to watch Cody Rhodes. He teases interference with his one leg over the barricade. Jake is able to whisper in his <laughs> ear, contain him, pull him back, and then he leaves, you know, minutes before the match ends. I mean, that had to be the worst reveal I've ever seen in my life. And my hope is that they are able to reinflate that balloon because they gave us a beautiful bouquet of balloons on last week. And then this week, they give us a bouquet and they deflate the balloons. And, you know, any kid that sees a balloon deflate, we're disappointed, we're hurt. And so that's what I felt. I felt that disappointment that was equivalent to a kid watching his balloon losing air. Elio? Yeah. Um, um, a lot like last week. Last week we had that promo. That was that was that really great promo, or as Rick called it, that godly promo. And okay, that was a good start. And this week it seems like they totally uh, killed, killed, they totally killed that story, that angle because. I think this reveal was uh, too early. Mm. Well, here's our problem, too. Look at this. We've had them dragging on the Exalted One crap for so long, mm -hmm. we're almost not caring. Right. Then they give us no build for this one. You know, like, and, and I didn't like it because, you know what, I've, I'm a big New Japan wrestling fan. And I've been watching Lance Archer for a while. He's been tremendous this year. And the thought of him coming to AEW, I'm like, yeah. But even I realize that not everybody not a lot of people watch New Japan in the U.S. And while some fans may have recognized them, I guarantee you that 80% of the people watching have no clue who Lance Archer is. So we needed something, a promo package. We needed him to come in and destroy somebody. We needed something. Mm -hmm. Instead, you got to see a, a foolish-looking man with a mohawk stick his leg over the railing and then get called back by an old man. That's what you only knew if you didn't really know who these people were and you just tuned in. That's not cool because those guys are, you know, Jake's legendary. And if you're not familiar with that, you should have been made familiar with that by AEW. And you should have been made familiar with who Lance Archer was because now he just looks like some kind of goofy guy being held back by an old man. Mm -hmm. Not cool. All right. First opening match, Cody versus Ortiz. Now, Ant, I know you like this match. What was, the, what was the best parts of it for you? Uh, I think the be overall the best parts for me, I would say just the fact that Ortiz didn't overact too much. I'm glad oh. that he's cutting down on that. Yes, thank God. However, he's still doing that ridiculous hissing. <laughs> right? That's cast gesture or whatever that garbage is. Stop. He completely reared himself of that. But otherwise, I thought it was a decent back and forth match. I wouldn't call it a match of the night. But it was a decent way to open the card. Okay. Elio? Yeah, um, I, I thought that was a good opening match. But again, um, Ortiz with all uh, the hissing cat, uh, whatever, theatrics. Cat and, food. It, it, it's like, it's like, 
so he, it's kind of like he's playing to the crowd and it's like, Ortiz, you know you're a heel, right? Well, yeah. Now you asked you ask me once about this, Elio. You asked me once about this because I deal a lot of indie wrestling, right? Okay. And unfortunately, if in an indie wrestling match, if something happens, like it could be a total mistake or something, because guys, they just throw shit against the wall, see what sticks, you know? Right. And they'll do the most ridiculous things. You know, I had them seen a guy lead a, a baby shark chant with his name in it instead of baby shark. He led to, and the fans <laughs> love it. They're going along. And you know that crap does not look good on TV. You know, as a bigger thing, it's ridiculous. It's cool with a hundred people sitting around going, oh, baby shark, you know? This is the same here with the thing. One time he did the hiss thing. People found it funny. So now, you know, he's probably told every week, go out and do that hiss thing at least once because the fans just go crazy for it, as long as you can pop them. And unfortunately, that's the kind of mentality that takes away from big-time writing. Yep. Yeah, works for a small group of goofy guys in the know. Yeah, but how long is he going to work for, though? Not Well, it should only work right. once because after that, people would be like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But... Uh, do you notice nobody really cheers for that? <laughs> nobody goes crazy for that. <laughs> That's what I'm nobody's saying. Like, oh, Ortiz, you're awesome. No, he just looks. No, you're not. I don't know. I mean, even the way he dresses lately is just so over the top, ridiculous that it's just even. He's made himself a total cartoon character, and I'm not sure if that's the rate they want to go because they're a hell of a great tag team. Why turn yourselves into cartoon characters? Mm -hmm. uh, the only when, sir, go ahead. My apologies. No, no. When there's a stable, you all are now taking on this hitman mentality where, you yeah. know what I mean, you're supposed to be more serious. And and the last question is, do you think that uh, Cody actually owns, like, a, a, a belt uh, company, or is he just throwing out free ones so people can see the company name? Or, like, he's throwing out a lot of weight belts. Those things are oh. not cheap, okay? They're not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and fans, let's get one thing straight. This doesn't infer that I actually work out. I'm lazy as shit. Okay, anyways. <laughs> All right. So we get we get Cody with the win. Afterwards, um, Hernandez – or Hernandez. <laughs> Santana comes in with the good old – I'm getting really sick of this, by the way. I, I, I almost think in some ways it's become a – an like a racial stereotype that all these Spanish guys carry around socks with heavy objects in it. Cause they do it in MLW. You've got Conan running around using it. Now you got Santana using it. And I've seen other smaller companies. Oh, the yeah. Spanish bad yeah. guy always has a sock with something in it. I have never met a man with a sock with an <laughs> object in it in my real life hitting anyone. So I, I just think it's become a bad caricature, but anyways, wax Cody. Then we have the whole schmooze stuff. Um, like I said, total, Total not cool with Lance Archer. Um, guys, is this bad forbidding for Lance Archer? Can, can, can this be saved? I mean, his debut came off as horrible. I, I, I hope they can find a way to save it. I'm hoping so, too. I just know they missed a huge opportunity in the post-match. I mean, with everything that was going on, Lance could have came out and attacked Cody or he, or they could have set it up where Jake came out by himself, and while Cody's attention was focused on Jake, maybe Lance could have came out attacking from behind, or he could have, you know, kidnapped Brandy or done something to elevate his character and make his debut uh, meet the standard of Jake's promo the week beforehand. Well, you know, it's so wrestling fans will tell you it is so key that the first couple weeks, uh, the presentation of a new person will set the tone 
for the rest of the time, you know. Um, later on, uh, we, me and Elio had discussed this, and later on we talk about MLW, Eric Stevens. Like, already he's, by just poor booking and poor looking, he's already re been reduced to like a, eh. Okay, moving on to our next match. Um, <laughs> actually, I thought a very interesting match. I'm going to get Elio's take first on this. We're talking about Chris Stratlander teaming up with, I always say her name, Hikaru uh, Shida. Taking on the team of Bia Priestley and Nyla Rose. Uh, what do you think of this one, Elio? I'm going to say it wasn't a bad match. Um, so uh, the ending was interesting. Like we, like the women's roster. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it uh, just yet. But um, it was uh, good to see Bia Priestley for a change. Uh, she's uh, not usually a uh, Featured on the weekly Dynamite shows, mm -hmm. you see her. You see her more on uh, AW Dark. If you and, see her, <laughs> and, and I, I, I kind of like that ending. Like it was. I want to see where they go with that because uh, that looks look, looks like they're setting up um, Bea Priestley and Nyla Rose. Right, and we're talking, of course, fans about how Bea Priestley kind of jumped Nyla Rose at the yeah. end, kind of lorded over her with the belt. Uh, Ant, what did you think of this match? So I thought the match started out slowly. Um, it picked up after a while, and it was an overall, I thought, decent match. I liked most about it was that Bia Priestley was featured for a significant amount of time. You could see her actually working in the match as well as her attack on Nyla Rose. So I think they used it to catapult her into title contention. Now, in doing that, you can't then take Bia Priestley and then have her back on dark for another four to five weeks before we see her again. Like, she has to get regular TV mm -hmm. time or air time on Dynamite now that you have given her a sufficient amount of in-ring time and have her turn on, not, uh, I'm about to say Nia Jax, forgive me, uh, Nyla Rose right. at the conclusion of that match. So let's see what they do with her moving forward. Okay, well, you know what? As it sits right now, Bea Priestley is not actually signed to AEW, which kind of oh. concerns me. And they actually mentioned this, is how she just moved to Japan because she is heavily working with Stardom, which is a oh. regular weekly Japanese women's wrestling show. Okay. So I think we may see one or two matches with her, but she's not going to really be around because she lives in Japan. And, and oh. I think that's not a great thing. Um, the match was okay. I get now Shida. She, I'm starting to get a little... I'm enjoying her a lot more. Now I can kind of see why she's a credible number one contender. I don't like how Statlander is kind of being eased off. I don't know if you guys noticed that. She didn't get yeah. a lot of ring time. They're, she didn't they're, get they're, like, they're slowly like uh, phasing her out, it seems like. Which is bizarre because she actually assigned to AEW. So I don't know if they're thinking they're going to try and repackage her later or is it just poor writing and they don't see anything as much as we do. And then not only that, but... Hikaru Shida won the four-way match last mm -hmm. week, which was supposed to make her the number one contender to Nyla Rose's belt. So then with that being said, why, why is Priestley? Bia Priestley to the forefront when you have a number one contender that has yet to actually compete for that belt? And then like you just said, what about uh, what about Statlander? Was she yeah. not the number one contender? So is she just going to be pushed out of the picture? Like what's Again, well, confusion. What's going on with the booking and the writing? Exactly. Elio, do you got something on that? I uh, know. Basically, uh, what, the same as what Ann said. Okay. Okay, so what do you guys, we move on to uh, the 
Christopher Daniels doing sort of an anti-Dark Order promo. Uh, I, I know you like this one, Ed. I can see you just traveling. Let's talk about it, buddy. Um, for Daniels to pretty much make a Dark Order infomercial his own and clown everything about the Dark Order and even challenging him to a match that was stellar work on his part. See, a lot of people who only know AEW Chris Daniels and don't know TNA Christopher Daniels, uh, uh, he can clown, he can troll, he can be funny when he wants to, and he reminded those who have known him since his TNA days that he too can be a comedian, and he did an excellent job of clowning the Dark Order. Now, how would the Dark Order respond to this moving forward? You know, considering they do need to do some things to solidify their legitimacy as a heel stable, we'll see, but right now, one point for Christopher Daniels. Right, Elio, you liked it? Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was a great uh, infomercial down, that from Daniels. I really liked that one. Okay. It was really done well. Now I want you. Guys wait, to Dark Order sucks. <laughs> I want you guys. Um, I want you guys to think about this in your head for a second. You know, guys, how I always take things apart. Yeah. Sometimes over analytical, sometimes right on. But this time, here's my problem with this thing. Okay, it was brilliantly funny for for Christopher Daniels. However. It didn't – you remember if you've seen in the past where you have guys come out and there's a guy who's the tough bad guy. Mm-hmm. The good guy comes in and does something, gets a joke up on him, humiliates him slightly, right? Mm-hmm. But the key to it is is you humiliate the guy, but you don't eviscerate him. You don't cut off his balls because you want to believe he's going to get back up and do something mean to come back. This was like evisceration, man. It made New Order look like loser chumps even worse than they've already mm-hmm. been looking. It didn't look like, oh, we they pissed off and now the new, you know, the Dark Order is going to come back and, uh, you know, get some revenge. It just looked like, oh, what a bunch of punk bitches. They got whatever. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is a little disconcerting, you know? So <laughs> let's see where that goes. Yeah, and that's why it's so key for, for Dark Order to respond appropriately. Man. Yes. If they have a lackluster response, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this will be definitely right a lead balloon if they don't yeah. respond well to this. Yep. All right, the match that uh, I expect more. I expect more, boys. But Butcher in the Blade, MJF versus Jurassic Express. Okay, let's just. I'm just gonna say this really quick. I don't mind Marco Stunt. I, I know I, I. I sometimes sound like I'm a little harsh on him. He's part of the show. In shows, there's comedy, there's drama, there's fun, there's there's sad, there's whatever, and he has his place, right? But. When you're sacrificing the Butcher and the Blade continuously at the expense of sometimes a team that would be – I have a hard time taking Jurassic Express seriously only because of Marco Stunt. If he wasn't wrestling with them, they would be, I think, a great contention team. But as they are, they're part of the spectacle, the little guy, the big guy, the jungle guy. Um, and Butcher and the Blade, oh, my goodness – these guys, man, they're just made to look bad all the time. Sure, they get the win for a change, but really, are they really the scary hired guys? Do you get that vibe anymore? They look like they should be. If I turned on and I'd never seen these guys, I would have been like, man, that dinosaur dude, that little midget and that jungle guy are going to get their butts beaten. Mm-hmm. But they never really get the chance to really do more than look kind of cool when they walk in. And what do you think of this? Butcher and, Blade, Butcher and Blade have the look of being an intimidating force, but they're not being booked as such. 
Um, I wish they would have, one of them would have secured the win. Um, not only that, although the match, you know, was fast paced and it was entertaining, there were a lot of botches involved. Mm-hmm. And they, the majority of them came from Jurassic Express, from Luchasaurus actually trying to get into the ring and accidentally <laughs> kicking Marco Stunt in the face to that moment where after Stunt had repeatedly stomped MJF, he then goes to Jungle Boy, shoves him in the chest, and he's telling him to get to the top rope. And then Jungle Boy, he's sitting at the top rope trying to figure out which way to go. I don't know if he didn't know who he was to jump onto or if he was mesmerized by the bunny's beauty or what the issue was. But they bought their share of botches, which depleted the value of what could have been a top-quality match on their card. So fun but botchy. Okay. Elio? Yeah, this, this match could have been a, a good match. Uh, uh, this crowd seemed to be into it. Uh, it, could, uh, it could have been good, but um, like Ann said, there was a lot of botches. And um, Butcher and the Blade, man, you know, for when they first came in, they looked, they looked like intimidating, like intimidating team, like they were going to roll through everyone. Then they have them lose week after week. Then that battle royal, they gave them something to, something to work with. And now they're back to losing Yep. to like losing again well the only question the only thing is let, let's forget uh butcher the blade for a sec poor mjf he <laughs> went from like this super hot intense feud with cody rhodes to okay he's gonna hang out and fight the dinosaur in the midget and the jungle guy <laughs> he's can't be too happy about that <laughs> Again, going back to AEW's billing and booking, was his win over Cody Rhodes not supposed to uh, propel him into the number one contender slot for the AEW championship? And what happens? He's booked with, or, or he's packaged with the Butcher and the Blade in a six man tag match. I mean, what is going to happen with MJF moving forward? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Okay. <laughs> Uh, Darby Allen thing. Darby <laughs> Allen thing. Did you guys? Is that? Is, I like Darby Allen, but sometimes some of the things are just I don't know. Is his vignettes are weird? They're 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 like uh, Pox vignettes, you know. Only Pox just like plain bad. Darby Allen's at least someone that I like. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I, I get what I get. What they're doing with Allen because as I hoped after their match at Revolution, I wanted to see more out of this um, program. So I get that they're, you know, bringing more to it and that it doesn't end with one match. But I honestly think Darby Allen would have been better served if he was actually at Dynamite on last night. And, and I say that because, you know, with the forthcoming Blood and Guts deal, and uh, I don't want to speak too far ahead before we actually reach, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that point of the card in our discussion. But considering the, uh, a possible role that Darby Allen could play in the Blood and Guts match, I felt like he, he his purpose would have been better served if he was actually at Dynamite last night versus that vignette. Well, you know what? I know I get the point is uh, Darby Allen's vignettes always look different. Yeah. And the first couple were cool, but there's also too much of a thing. And when you show too much of a weird thing, it just becomes a weird thing. And I think, unfortunately, that's what this felt like, is like, oh, another Darby Allen cryptic, bizarre. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It would have been better if you had just shown up. It would have been better if you had just had an interview. Um, you got to juggle it up, you know? Wrestling fans have attention span like fleas. 
Mm-hmm. You know, something that's shiny and fun to us this week ain't so shiny and fun right. next week. So it's I think, eerie, and it sorry. had an eerie feel to it. It came off uh, as I guess a, a rip off of that big boss man, big show angle where boss man had you know. Big Show's dad's coffin tied oh. to his truck. Oh, Okay. Now, I know, I know that Elio is probably stoked because he saw Britt Baker coming out to the to the announce thing, and we knew this is the golden commentary I'm sure he was of Dr. Britt I'm sure he was thinking about that. I wasn't stoked. Where, where did you get information from? Never before so many times when I see Britt Baker go into the commentary do I want to take a fork and stab my ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. She's uh, terrible, but... <laughs> uh, again, um, again, with the, their... their uh, her and uh, the 2020 and the, their new friendship. Is that a friendship? I don't know. <laughs> Who needs friends like that? <laughs> I made friends with the biggest douchebag, and you know what? Sometimes she's nice, so sometimes I hate her. Maybe, 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 maybe she just keeps, no, she just keeps him around for the coffee. For the coffee, okay. Oh. <laughs> now, here's something that I, I find, okay, it's kind of itsy-bitsy kind of inner things that don't work, and that's this whole confrontation with Big Swole and um, and ah. Rick Baker yeah. with the insider knowledge jokes that <laughs> – Right. I bet you 90% of AEW fans had no clue really what these inside jokes were. Uh-huh. But they presented like, we should know the reference of who's her husband and yeah. who's Britt Baker's, you know? Yeah. I, I did that. How did that come across to you guys? Because to me, it came across as like, oh, your second fiddle when you have to reference guys in the obviously bigger time league. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? And. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it remi- kind of reminded me of how, you know, CNA will make references, especially like when a new person leaves WWE, comes to CNA, and they make that obligatory WWE reference for the sake of, you know, drawing attention. Gave me the same feel. I mean, okay, um, for those who know that Cedric Alexander's Big Swole's boy, uh, husband, that's nice. For those who know that, Britt Baker is Adam Cole's girlfriend. That's nice, but I mean, it did nothing to elevate that segment, did nothing to elevate that program, did nothing to elevate those two as characters. And can we not overlook how Big Swole, no soul, did, did a no sale with a cup of coffee that was thrown on her? Now, what? mind you, Britt you Baker. Think she's that tough? Britt Baker didn't say it was an ice coffee or an ice latte. <laughs> he said it was coffee. Which suggests coffee is hot and in, in, in big slow, no so the temperature of the coffee whatsoever. Elio? Yeah, that whole promo. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of the biggest points are terrible, but yeah, that one um, just didn't uh, do, do with me. Well, when you have to go out and say, look at my big brother, like when you have to point out yeah. something more important as that you know the inside of it, it means that you're less. Well, you have to make jokes that you're, that only you can, by understanding the obviously bigger competitor, that means you're not really in the same level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so not really cool. Not liking that very much. Um, all right, finally. And you know what? Um, I've been reading things all week and, and, was it you who uh, posted the thing about uh, geometrical shaped and uh, and uh, factions named after uh, bizarre things? Because yes. yeah, come on, man, 
the yeah. death triangle. Because, <laughs> you know, Rick made reference to it on the latest episode. Of... Explain this, please, Ad, for people to get a chance to read it. Say that again. I said explain for the fans who didn't get a chance to read your article okay. what, I, so, what I'm babbling on about. So on the latest episode of Wrestling POV Podcast with uh, Rick Serrano III, uh, Tony Diaz, and Mimi Goody, uh, Rick had made reference to the names of AEW stables, which, you know, seemed to <laughs> reference geometrical shapes. You have the inner circle, and now you have the death triangle. And so while browsing on Twitter, there was more reference that was made uh, with the AEW referees, and I forget which shape they used, but I had to laugh and chuckle when I posted on our site because, again, here is another reference to the geometrical shape and the whole moving forward is there. Whatever stables. I think they, I think it was, on, I think it was a rhombus. Yes, yes, there you go. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> so the whole moving forward is that AEW does not continue to use geometrical shapes when naming their reference. Yeah. Naming their stables. So, okay, but you know, all joking aside, uh, the Death Triangle, pretty hot team. Uh, three extremely talented guys. And then uh, mixing up with Private Party and Joey Janela. Looking on paper, before going into this, I would have thought, man, they're going to leave Janela way in the dust. But obviously this boy's been uh, not partying so much and doing some wrestling and practicing because uh, he ran with the boys this week. What, what did you think of this match, Elio? Um, this, was a pretty, this was a good match. Um, like, I... Yes, you know, I'm already, I'm a fan of uh, Private Party. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey Janela, still not a big fan of his, but I do like the Death Triangle. Okay. I said I wasn't a Park fan, but as a singles competitor, he's, yeah, he's down as uh, part of uh, this uh, group. I kind of like it. Okay. They, they, they work. All right. And? So to me, Private Party... Janela and the Death Triangle saw the previous six-man tag match, asked us all to hold their beer so that they could show us how six-man tag matches are supposed to be done. This match was leaps and bounds better than the predecessor. Um, Death Triangle could definitely be a problem for weeks to come. And if indeed AEW does implement six-man tag team belts, they should definitely have a run with it. All right. You know, I thought a tremendous match. Tremendous match. Um, my only problem with Death Triangle mm-hmm. is there's no... If we're trying to make it... To make them cooler, why don't they explain why these guys are together? Because it seems very weird that this British dude is hanging out with two uh, Mexican luchador wrestlers. There's been no real reason why. They're just like, we're the Death Triangle. Their love of triangles... I'm not sure what it was, but I love their pairing. But I think it would make them even cooler if there was some kind of story of why these guys decided that they're a gang, a group, or whatever they are. Just like I'm saying, writing guys. AEW is called. <laughs> okay. I want to say they provided an explanation, but there isn't enough emphasis on it. I think maybe they need to highlight it a little more as to why these two decided to come together. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all in all, though, a pretty darn good match. And, uh, yeah, I liked it. Now, let's go really quickly. The John Moxley JR interview. Uh, Ant, what did you think of this thing? Did it do anything, or is it just like, ah, it was an interview? Um, it was, I would say it was, I would say it was a, a, a possible 
segue into Moxley's role coming up for um, Blood and Guts. Uh, he, you know, made it clear of what his intentions were with the in a circle moving forward. Um, he, you know, I guess played with his cards to his chest in reference to the severity of his injuries and. He made it known that he does plan to get involved in blood and guts to what capacity we don't know as of yet, but there is an opportunity for him to get involved. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Elio? For some purpose. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry about hey, that. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, um, just to see where this thing goes. It was a good entry. Okay. I'm just going to say this really quick. Um, this is what you need. I mean, we need to know what the champ's about. Yep. Not everything is a cool angle. Sometimes a great little interview like that just gives you an idea of who this dude is. I know going forward, if I've just tuned in, this Moxley guy's going to fight. He seems tough. He seems legit. So, yeah, it, it served yeah. its purpose, and I enjoyed it. Let's move did, now to – sorry? I was just going to say, did, did, did you hear uh, – sorry if I already got the name. John Moxley? Yeah. No. You got it from uh, the movie Varsity Blues uh, about this. Uh, it was a football movie, and one of the characters' name in there was John Moxon. Okay. Yeah, so they so you just put that together. He said John Moxley. Okay. Oh, hey, no clue. Yeah, yeah me neither. Yeah, way to go, Elio. <laughs> I'm sorry I wrote all those terrible things about you on the bathroom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Anyhow, moving now to the main event. We have... Um, well, we've got Adam Page giving off his uh, secret partner against the team of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, the inner circle. And it comes out to be the incredibly superstar Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what did you think when it was Dustin Rhodes? Okay, so anyone who's been listening to the show knows that I've been highly impressed with Dustin Rhodes and yeah. his ability to steal working in the ring at the age of 50, what, 53, 54 years old. Mm-hmm. My problem with that is going into this match, you and the page tell us that you have a mystery partner that's going to come in and help you, uh, you know, beat the inner circle from pillar to post. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as the card progresses on Wednesday night, uh, we see Dustin Rhodes insert himself into the slot as Adam Page's a mystery partner, which begs the question to me, was there ever a mystery partner to begin with? If there wasn't, what was the point of promoting a mystery partner if Dustin Rose was going to be the partner all along? Me personally, and I don't know if you all uh, saw this part of my POV, but wishful thinking was that Marty Skrull would have been the mystery partner, and I say that because Marty Skrull's ROH contract is set up where he can't accept bookings outside of AEW, and I thought, uh, I thought Salt Lake City, uh, Salt Lake City's Maverick Center would have lost his mind if Marty Skrull came out as the mystery partner. But of course, again, wishful thinking, it didn't play out that way. The match overall was good, but again, you inflate a balloon, and right before you hand it to us, you deflate it. Mm. it. There's nothing mystery about Dustin Rhodes. We all know who he is. So. Yep. The match was good, but you killed you killed it for me when you used mystery as the word to sell a match, and then there was nothing mysterious about who the partner is. Yeah, oh. and when, 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 uh, when it's announced that Tyler's going to be a mystery partner, that lets uh, like fans um, use their imagination, like, who is it going to be? Who could it be? And usually you would the first thing that comes to mind is like someone that you wouldn't expect to show up. Right. 
However, that wasn't the case here. I mean, uh, we all, we see Dustin Rhodes almost every week on the show. There's no mystery there. So, so you're saying there were no kids sitting around going, oh, wow, what if it's Dustin Rhodes? <laughs> 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 Said no one ever, not even Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the only worst person this could have been would have been QT Marshall. <laughs> oh, that would have been that terrible choice. I'm sorry. That would have been the bad choice. Um, you know what? You know what would have been the best choice for this? Lance Archer. <laughs> How's that? I, said that, from the, I yeah. said that from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as, okay, as soon as they said next week is going to be Ellen Page and Mystery Partner, I'm yeah. like, okay, who's going to be? And I'm like, Lance Archer is a Mystery Partner, Brewery Lee's Jake's client. That's how I had it set up in my head. Right. Would have made a much more impressive debut for uh, Mr. Archer had it been. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, like I said, you know what? Uh, this um, kind of an underwhelming thing. And once again, uh, this is kind of, I hope, th- this is the stuff they used to pull at the end of Nitro. Remember back in the days when Nitro was kind of finally kind of dying out? It was always mm-hmm. this kind of hype, hype, preferably, and nothing. Yep. You know? And I hope it really doesn't go this way. Um, all I can say is uh, this is just indicative of this week's show why all of us have agreed it was like a C rating because mm-hmm. there were so many little things that could have easily been written, taken the time, and made it more to the fans instead of just being a half-assed TV show this week. So, so guys, I guess we've all already agreed we're all going to give this a C because it was a struggle. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me sad because I, I figured, you know, we were competing well against uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. This week, I haven't seen XT yet, but I, they're really going to have to drop the ball to not be this bad. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Ant, for joining us again this week. It was, uh, it's always great talking with you about some AEW stuff. Uh, we look forward to next week. And fans, don't forget to check out Ant's column. Ant has every, what day is that, every Thursday, yeah. he has a literary point of view about AEW where he breaks down the show and gives you a lot of insight. You know, sometimes a little bit more than he can get on the show here because they only give us like six hours. No, anyways, <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. But you get a very concise point of view about AEW. And also don't forget to check out uh, Elio's uh, look at WWE NXT UK. And also I do uh, an article every weekly about MLW. So we're trying to give you guys as many different points of views as you can about the major shows that we cover. So, and we look forward to you next week. Um, I loved, you know, the best part of all the stuff aside and wrestling aside, I loved all the goodwill and uh, health wishes you threw out to the people out there. Uh, you got a good heart, man. And I really hope you keep safe out there. Who knows what's going on? This, this whole stuff is a little bit scary and crazy and, uh, damn it. We need you next week and the week after. So don't be, don't be go licking any doorknobs or whatever weird (laughs) stuff that gives, that could give you this thing. I don't know what it is. Drinking sanitizer. I don't know. Just don't do it, buddy. All right? I appreciate you. You guys do the same. Wrap yourselves up in as much bubble wrap and plastic and, 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 and sanitation items as yeah. much as possible. And, and more than anything, um, love upon your loved ones. Be there for one another. And, and please be safe. We all need each other next weekend moving forward. And anyone that may have been affected by this, this pandemic, our prayers and our love and our thoughts are with you and we wish you well. Hey, Leo. Yes, sir. Did you know that uh, WPOV Wrestling has a t-shirt? You don't say. 
They've wow. actually got four T-shirts wow, with four. cool designs. You can buy them. I'm going to buy them. I know if Ant was still here, he'd be buying them. He'd be, we'd be giving out to everybody. That's right. But we're not rich, so don't, people don't write in and ask for free shirts. <laughs> Anyways, go look for the WPOV Wrestling shirt. You'll find it at, Elio, can you guess where it is? ProWrestlingTees.com. Where else would you get pro wrestling good things? Yes, ProWrestlingTees.com. Check out our shop, WPOV Wrestling. Check out the cool designs. Heck, buy a lot because I want to see the day when I can buy my own Ant the Liberated T-shirt featuring global colors across it. I know it I'm going to get one of each. I'm get one of TJ's, one of Ant's, and one of my own. We'll call it Bald Bald Hair. Okay. Anyhow, guys, check it out, prowrestlingtees.com. <laughs> hey, fans, welcome back. Uh, wow, what a great uh, what a great conversation we always have with Ant. Yeah, it's, always, it's always a great time. Imagine when he starts covering the other ones with us, how long we're oh, going to go in the rest of these segments. But that, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. I really, I, I know uh, he's, you know, when he gets a chance to see right, consistently some of the other shows we get to see. You know, fans, you can... Uh, you can hear us, and you can also hear our sister show. We have a sister show, Wrestling POV. It is, well, it's funny. It, it's a lot of, they cover all the WWE-related shows, except, of course, UK, which we cover. But they cover all the other shows. And uh, it's a hilarious uh, time. They, there's four hosts over there. They joke. They uh, poke fun at. They have a lot of fun. You can listen to them on the same network you're listening to us on. And there's also other options. I mean, you could be listening to us on Facebook. If you go to the Wrestling POV site, podcast site, you will find uh, the show weeklies, both of them. You can also try iTunes Radio, Podbean, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Lots of options to look at us. And you can actually drop us a line. Suppose you want to say... Uh, Talk about some of the comments we made. Maybe you agree. Maybe you want to give your point of view about something. Elliot, where would somebody do that? If yeah, you, can, you can reach us at, uh, on uh, Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and uh, Twitter at Wrestling POV. And you know what, fans? Uh, share. Share with your friends. Facebook, we've just finally hit over 5,000. And nice. uh, I got to tell you, that is cool. I want to shoot for 10, fans. I know there's lots of you all over the world. All my good friends in all those places. You know where you are. Yeah, come on. We, 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 TJ wants his penguins to share. Come on, penguins. You got your little wings. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> share with your friends. Give us a listen. Give us a like. I almost feel like we were just like, hit the bell below. And Anyways, that's a YouTube thing. Anyhow, um, let's talk uh, right now. Let's talk some uh, WWE NXT UK. Okay. Right now, uh, first of all, Elio, tell me what was your your highlight of this show? Uh, my highlight was the opening match. I thought this was a great opening match. Travis Banks and Alexander Wolf. Very much so. I mean, we talked about this before in the past. Like, first of all, Alexander Wolf. Like, how is he going to fit in? Because Insanity Man, he was not good. Mm-hmm. He was not good. Uh, he was portrayed so poorly. This is what good writing and booking can do. Because I thought if he was like terrible, but now. Look at him now in Imperium. Fits mm-hmm. in great. Yep. Uh, very good, strong match. The Kiwi Buzzsaw, love him, but you never realize how really short he is 
until he's in there with a, a bigger, uh, bigger wrestler. Mm-hmm. Alexander Wolf looked like he was like his dad. <laughs> Good match though, like no spanking because Alexander, you know, because uh, uh, Travis really put on a great match. Um, unfortunately he did not get the win, but very good stuff. Okay. Uh, my highlight of the mat of the week, I was going to have to go with, um, you know what? I did enjoy, um, I did enjoy a Valkyrie and Isla Dawn. Okay. Um, I thought it was still good. Uh, I do see, uh, Valkyrie. She's got a lot of potential and she's got a cool look. Mm Mm-hmm. I think her and Isla Dawn, though, have to get, get better tights. Um, okay. It seems a lot of women wrestlers in Britain dress like they're 1960s, know, right? 1950s American wrestlers. Like, Nina Samuels, uh, Isla yeah. Dawn, uh, Aoife Valkyrie. Um, yeah. Did they, are they buying stuff from the fabulous she needs wear. She needs just wear one of her dresses. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's... it's it, they got to do something about it. But, but the match was good. Uh, Valkyrie... Quit looking and posing all the time. You're gonna get your ass kicked. I mean, it's gonna, it's one thing. One of these things is gonna cost her. It is. It is. Um, and I feel a little bad about Isla Dawn. I mean, it she seemed like she was breaking through a bubble there. She's getting to the top, and boom, gets taken out by the new girl. So this give will her, definitely give, cost. Give this, give this woman something to work with. She's not bad. Like I don't know. I don't know why they insist on like having her lose to everyone. Okay. Um, I also want to throw a special prop out to, uh, and I know you're not going to believe this, and your head's going to start spinning on your shoulders, especially if we end up liking this guy, Eddie Dennis. Uh-oh. Eddie Dennis put on a very strong promo. I know oh. you wrote your thing that you can't stand the guy so much that the promo didn't mean much to you, but I'm going to say it was effective for what it could be. He didn't have to resort okay. to yelling, screaming, and all the other ridiculous okay. things. And came across as a, big, a good creeper. I do, I do I do like the not non yelling promos, but still this guy's still not doing it for me. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. What about low lights? For for me, low lights has to be that Legero interview. How's this guy uh, getting TV time? Hey, he's got inflatable horns. <laughs> you don't know how much that can do for your career. You know what? I'll pay Joseph Connors to rip those horns off. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you know the worst part about this is not only Legero kind of suck, but he's out there. Uh, hyping up a match between someone else who sucks. Like, who cares? Noam Dar and I don't care. Legero, maybe they'll take each other out. Maybe they'll break you know, each other's you know arms. I don't you know. know. What? Well, you know what? Between Eddie Dennis and Noam Dar, I'll take Eddie Dennis. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Any wrestling lowlights? Uh, my other, uh, the other lowlight is a deep massive and Walter. Yeah, hey, this was hyped as like going to be such a good, cool main event. It fell pretty flat and ended with like one chop to the throat. And dramatically, and it, it went over. Mm-hmm. Let's use ants analogy. It is like you went to go buy a balloon, but instead they filled it with lead and handed it to you, and yep. it dropped on your foot, and it freaking hurt. And this that's what back, happened. This went back to uh, last year, last summer, when uh, the hunt was feeding with Imperium. Yeah, and, and they brought in uh, Mastiff to uh, help them out. Well, I I don't know. So it, I think sometimes uh, main events can un- unmask somebody. You know. They can undo all the stuff you've built. And I think we really got to see that Dave Mastiff isn't really there yet. It's like, what not, you say, it's like what you said last week about the hunt. You said the same thing about them. Yeah. They, were, they were exposed last week. Yeah, and I think, unfortunately, that uh, uh, I think Dave Mastiff was exposed this week. Uh, he can't run with uh, Walter. Or Falta. He can't run with <laughs> Falta. So who can, though, really? I mean, <laughs> Um, I'm going to say one of my lowlights for the week had to be uh, Ridge Holland and Saxon Huxley. 
I want to like reach home and suck in this uh, character, this gimmick. Yeah, he's missing a little something that would make him more interesting because he's not that interesting. I don't understand the character if it's a British centric thing, maybe. Possibly. Saxon Huxley, well, I knew him. I saw him when he trained, when he finished Lance Storm School. He wrestled up here for at least six months to a year. Nice guy. Um, cooler. He didn't look that cool as he did here. He looked more like just kind of like Eddie Dennis, to be honest. But um, So it's kind of cool that he has this almost Bruiser Brody thing, but they really got to do something with it because he's mm-hmm. just becoming a, a glorified jobber lately. And uh, like I said, Ridge Holland, I don't get it, man. I'm not sure what you're supposed to be, what you're doing. It doesn't make much sense. Uh, overall, this week's show, what would you give it, Elio? I'm gonna, it wasn't good, but it wasn't great. I'm going to go with a B- minus on this one. Wow. Exactly what I was thinking. A little bit better than uh, AEW, but not that much better. The mm-hmm. main event really fell flat. Well, we'll see what happens with MLW. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Now, <laughs> let's look over at MLW this week. MLW... Uh, they're starting to get the promos really down, Pat. I mean, there's, they've been really – well, let's face it. As much as Joseph Samuel might not be the most exciting wrestler, that dude knows how to do promos. I love his promos. Yeah. And uh, Contra, uh, him leading Contra things, especially in their their um, their promos, has really elevated things up a level. Even Jacob Fatu's promos are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good, but he's even helped better when he's teamed up with Samuel. Mm-hmm. So, um, this week, however, this suffered from something for me, and this is a bit. This is going to be addictive because I'm going to be honest, fans. Uh, B minus and a C, and this 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 one is going to be right around those because it just was not a strong week of wrestling here, no. and uh, it really bothered me that this was the 100th episode of MLW Fusion, and, and they, they gave have us, they gave they us have, that main event. Yeah, with all the great wrestlers that you do have, the main event ends up being Fatu versus Sima. <laughs> Which makes no sense. I don't know, Sima, how, how did he even get a title shot? But on the 100th episode, I mean, you had you could have used Davey Boy Smith Jr. in that spot. That would have been awesome. You could have used Filthy Tom Lawler. Imagine how much fans would have liked that. Um, there was just so many good wrestlers at the top. And they get Sima, who he's not even regularly featured on the MLW show, but he's got this the main event. Um, for me, I'm going to say right now that... Um, it was definitely the low light of, uh, of this. Well, there was a lot of low lights, to be honest. But the biggest low light for me was this main event. Yeah. I mean, who gets the title shot next week? Elden Neman? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I don't know if he'll make the height requirement. But uh, just not that great of a match. And if the whole point of it was just to see Sima destroyed and carried out in a body bag to, to further Contra's coolness... You didn't need to waste a main event to do that. It wasn't very good. Uh, what was your low light of this episode, dude? Yeah, that was my low light as well. Sima and uh, Jacob Fatu. Okay. I also uh, also wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Brian Pillman Jr. versus Jimmy Havoc. Okay. You know? Uh, enough Jimmy Havoc. I mean, there's some yeah. really better wrestlers who deserve a slot in there. Um, and pff, highlights. Let's go for highlights of the week. Highlights, highlights is uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Eric Stevens. And and just barely, just barely a highlight mm-hmm. for me. Uh, what did you like about it, Elio? Um, yeah, it was just uh, just an all around uh, better match uh, than uh, the other Something two <laughs> on a show. You know, in in the pile of turds, it was the shiniest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow. Well, um. 
this is I mentioned this earlier in the show when we were talking about how people are presented. Mm-hmm. And Eric Stevens, he doesn't have any luster anymore. Uh, way too soon to feed him to Davy Boy. Way too soon for him not to be squashing people or looking super impressive. Way too soon. We saw him last week. He didn't win that match, but he, you know, like, you know, this week he, he takes on Davy Boy and, and he he loses. It wasn't a fluke win. Davy Boy didn't grab the tights or get a some kind of mistake. It was a pretty decisive win. And I think that really takes the feet from under Eric Stevens because now it reduces him to like, oh yeah, just another goofy guy with a haircut. Not the best booking. And so overall, like, I struggle with this because I love MLW sometimes, but times like this, <laughs> times like this, the 100th show, they should have had a lot of eyes on this. They had a lot of promo for this, and the matches they put on it were pretty much piss poor. Yep. So piss poor, I'm giving them a C this week. Okay, I'm going with a C as well. Um, do you see, the only other two highlights I had was Mance Warner and In- Injustice. Yes. Yes, you know, the, the, the least, the, like I said, it's promos and vignettes that work for MLW right now. Last couple of weeks, the wrestling has been falling a little short. It's going okay. yeah, to have to be a C for me as well. All right. So that, I know fans, that means we're probably going to be WWE NXT UK at a B minus of all things winning yeah. this week. How sad is that when you win with a B minus? <laughs> oh, wow. And, so. uh... Having having both teams coming like AEW and um, MLW coming in at second place with the tied score, I say we only give them. Uh, what do we usually do? Two, one, and zero, right? Yes, sir. So I don't think we're going to give either of them any points this week. I'm sorry, giving zero points to who? To both AEW and MLW. Okay, so tied. So both have zero. Okay, wow. And we're only and you know what. Nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it because it was a B minus. No, it'll still be the two points for for uh, for NXT UK. If it had been a great show, I was gonna give it an extra point for you know take it away from the shitty team. But they were all pretty shitty this week. So okay, NXT UK gets two, the other two get zero. Yeah. All right, so that puts a total NXT UK at thirteen, and um, MLW and AEW are stay at seven and four. Okay, excellent. So you know what? Uh, not the greatest week of wrestling. God, I hope it's better this week, but. I'm just hoping there's going to be wrestling in the next coming weeks because, you know, we talked about this coronavirus thing in the beginning, or I guess, what do they call it? COVID-19. I'm feeling generous. And we we talked about this. We have our book where we put in things and uh, we're not going to go through the book this week at all, but we're going to remove somebody from the book Mm -hmm. because he's staying away from the person who got him in the book. I say we take Matt's Warner out of the book because he stayed away from Jimmy Havoc and hopefully he's going on in a new direction. What do you think of that, Elio? I agree. So, Mance Warner, you are out of the book. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you know what, fans? We really enjoyed, uh, well, talking to you guys. I can't say we enjoyed a lot of the wrestling this week, but there was some there was some fun parts in some of the matches. But uh, tune in next week where we'll be back with Anthony Liberated and we will talk some more AEW news. Uh, we'll also go on with our regular shows of Fusion. New Japan, however, has extended their break. They are no matches scheduled at all for the month of March. Hopefully in two or three weeks, they'll have something. Hopefully this COVID-19 thing isn't as terrifying as people are thinking it's going to be. And uh, hopefully we have a lot more wrestling to talk with you guys. So to all our fans all across the world, we want to thank you. And please, guys, be safe, be clean, wash your hands. 
That's the most key thing here. Wash your hands. It isn't that hard. My seven-year-old son, or a seven-year-old son, sorry, my four-year-old son, I took him to uh, a restaurant the other day. We walked into the bathroom. I said, Tommy, go wash your hands. He said, Daddy, we have to count to seven while we wash our hands. That's what they taught us in school. And he counted to oh, seven and washed his wow. hands. Wow. Okay. So, folks, come on. If you could figure out how to, to hear the show on the computer, I'm pretty much sure you can count yeah. to seven. Wash your hands. Wash, wash even, your hands. Even my three-year-old niece does it. Right. And, and just keep safe out there, people. Quit hoarding toilet paper. I don't understand that <laughs> one. Um, and you know what? Is this the right time for us to be hoarding stuff? Maybe we should be helping each other out here. I mean, be nicer to each other. You know? You know? It's, if, if you're hoarding all the toilet paper or all the water or whatever, what about the senior citizens who can't get out of their homes and can't go to get it now because, you know, you've decided you need 80 freaking rolls of <laughs> toilet paper in the, you know, like... Yep. It, it's it's a, it's human nature to just think of yourself and go crazy, but we live in this planet and we got to share it. And and you know what? Uh, I want to be, think that, you know, if this was terribly happening and Elio was next door and Elio was out of toilet paper, he's my buddy. He's my neighbor. I'm going to go over and give him some toilet paper. Like, just be good to each other out there, people. All right? Watch wrestling. Enjoy it. Keep yourself safe and clean. And I just say have a, have a great week, and, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Elio, yes, say sir. goodbye to the good people. All right. The fans, we will talk to you all next week. Thank you.